All right, guys, you guys are now tuned into another episode of Zay TV Presents The Ratchet Hour. I'm your boy, Alizé Rachamel, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Taylor, is in the building. Yes, your girl, Taylor, a.k.a. Cheeks. If you didn't know, now you know. You better ask somebody. We are back. It's another week, so you know we got another show for y'all. We came to get lit. We came to talk about a lot of stuff, because there's been a lot of stuff going on lately. And we got to just give y'all the rundown. We got to let y'all know what's going on, what's happening. Rundown and running through. you know we do this every Monday, so basically, my week like we we do a little review of our weekend. We talk about what's going on, and my weekend was really calm. It was really like I just chill with my friends. I really worked a lot though this weekend. That's right, get to the back all 2020. I worked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. No broke hoes 2020. Yes, it was a, a very long weekend, but I'm back. I got a few days of rest now. But I'll be back working tomorrow, okay? Get, so Get to the back. The money never stops. All right. So this week was like a good week in music. So you had Nipsey album Victory Lap finally went platinum. Well, bitch, you need to about my weekend. All right, all right, all right. How was your this weekend, This whole Taylor? real rude. No, I'm trying to get through it. All right, how was your weekend, Taylor? <laughs> my weekend was kind of sort of lit. My uncle came in town from Oregon. Shout out to my Uncle Kai. Where, or, that's Portland, right? Yeah, All right, keep big, going. I'm here. He pulled through. I ain't seen him in a hot minute. So my mother and them had me in the auntie club. In a speakeasy auntie club where it was a bar it was like poetry going on no like it was a bar in the front full of aunties and uncles like it smelled like avon baby powder and chanel number five and no scratch that elizabeth taylor diamond that's what it smells like in there mm. real auntie like real librarian like mm-hmm. like your grandmother's a foyer okay a foyer but you pull back the wall that's a lot looks like a library and it's a club in the back where all the aunties was in there and they kitten heels and they sparkly shirts. Not a kitten heel. A kitten. I hate a kitten heel. But the aunties in there, 27 piece wigs and all that. But it was like a they put like house music from back in the day. So I was in there with my uncle, my mom, and my dude. They so they play Ain't No Stopping Us Now. And they played the Martin Luther King. Follow me. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me. They was in there. That's what I was thinking about. I was about to sing that next. That's crazy. And uh, it's time for the percolator. It's, it's time, time for the percolator. Boop, 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 boop. Doop, doop, doop. That's really that being like, boop, boop, boop. That's really the... And we was in there getting lit. Getting crunk with the old people. Sure was. Everybody's grandmother was in there. But it was cute. That's nice. All right, so let's get back to the weekend music. Word. Nipsey album, Victory Lap, has went platinum. So a lot of people are shouting him out, saying, like, that's good for his son and, like, his kids. So he's leaving behind, like, a legacy and some money and stuff like that. Um, but they also saying he only went platinum because people riding his death, too. I feel like that's true, though. It is. I think I think nobody knew about him until he died. I feel like Nipsey was in, like, the Dave East lane. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're known, they were known, but, like, not the, mainstream. The music didn't really connect to everybody mainstream-wise. So I feel like Nipsey was in that Dave East fab lane. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because I feel like if, God forbid, if that would have been Dave um, Dave East or fab, he would have been like, they're great. They, whatever project they would have put out around that time would have probably went platinum as well. Yeah. And then you have Rowdy Rich's album. It's like, it's, it's really lit. amazing. It's you the number on. one. You put me on. We talked about I it last did. week. Last week you put me on. I was like, I feel it to this shit. But I always liked Rowdy Rich. And like, he was... um. He was doing business with Nipsey or whatever, but I always liked him separate. Like, mm-hmm. I liked his music, his come up, and, like, he I reminds me... I understand when he rap. Like, I can hear You can hear it. Without looking at the lyrics. And it reminds me of, like, um the people in the hood, like, that's trying to make it. That's who he reminds me of. Yeah. I really, like, enjoyed the album. You can listen to it. It's like Summer Walker album. You can listen to it from start to finish. No like, skips. it's really a good album. You don't have to skip nothing. Um, 
it went number one. It's one of the first rap albums in 15 years to um, return to number one. So it went number one on the Billboard Top 200. And then this week, his song The Box went number one over Justin Bieber's new um single Yummy. Yummy. Yeah, that that's. A, I don't like it. Yummy Yummy is a is a bedroom song. No, that is for pop. I'm not. I mean, it's a pop, but it's like when you put on when you finish drinking your five dollar wine and then like you trying to like. Justin the Bieber ne- could go to hell. Oh. I don't want to hear that. Then Future and Drake released a new collab in a video. And I feel like, I feel like, um. I'm over Future. Can he just burn him? I, I, I feel like I don't like Future either. I need him to burn him. Him and them blonde dress need to burn him. Yeah, I, I kind of like it though. Like, I like the visual for it. I don't really think the song, the song is mediocre. Yes. But the visual for it is really good. Like, you, it's highly all, produced. All the hood niggas with six baby moms gonna hype that shit up in the club. Like, I'm telling, I, I'm telling you, is that it's gonna be like that in the summertime. That's all you're going to hear. That they're gonna, they're gonna run that shit down. That's gonna make, they're gonna make you like it. No, I don't know. They're gonna make you like it. I'm, t- I promise you. We'll be back here in two weeks, and then telling you they're gonna make you like it. All right, then we have Normani and Megan released their song for the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey soundtrack. That shit is fire. It, it, I really, I like it. I'm gonna tell you what, I like it. I have like mixed feelings. I like it because. It's the two females from Houston. You have Normani and Megan, and then it's a it's a great song. It's the a visual play on a diamonds are a girl's best friend. Yeah, the visual is really nice. It's like um highly Harley produced. Qu- yeah. It's Harley Quinn. They have scenes from the movie, and they um actually filmed on the set of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like good. Like it syncs well. But what I don't like about is like right now I really like Normani, and I'm a stand for Normani. But what it is is that I feel like she's doing too much like pop music like I wanted to do like R&B songs like I really liked um her song like um but Black with Waves. Six Lack. Waves Waves is oh, fire like that's um my jam. that is my jam her song Checklist is fire like her R&B songs be really really good and I don't want her to get lost and feel like oh I have to just make pop music because I want to fit in with this and that and but all you gotta realize pop music where she came from though too in Fifth Harmony you ain't gotta go to work 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 yeah but she grew up singing Beyonce and R&B music and was on tour and it's on tour and with a group that sang pop music for like what eight years I don't know. I just don't know. Like I'm over. I feel. It. I like. I, I agree that I feel like she needs to just get into another genre, and kind of stay up that popping because white people ain't connecting with her like how we connect with her. Yeah, you need the urban community to get popping. Yeah, yeah. You need to come, come with your own kind, sis. Come, 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 come to the black. Yeah, line. like we, like you need that core fan base that's not gonna switch up on you when you're not mainstream no more. Mm-hmm. Like one of the reasons why Chris Brown was so successful is because he stuck with the black people. Yeah, and he had that core fan base. Like we was loyal to him in times when the Rihanna scandal happened. Black people were still rocking with Chris Brown when white, like the mainstream white audience wasn't really rocking with Chris Brown because they felt like oh we're gonna cancel him like that was, was the first beginning of cancel culture yeah I, I I could say I'm a do or die Chris Brown fan I chased tour buses I've hopped fences I have say, I have not eaten in months because I was not using my lunch money because I needed to see my husband life in I person I don't feel like I was a die hard oh, I but I really liked um, like he really had good songs back then like Yo and Run It and all of that 
but he really did his thing like back then. And I, I really, got a story for you when we get off air. For I me, got Chris, you. Me, Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. I, mm, well, Chris Brown, I don't know. I got a story too because you know I, I work or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he had came and he did a show. And I don't mind a little because yeah. it, it might get you up and popping. No, I'm 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 not with the cocaine stuff. And then I don't think he liked black girls because when he was at my job, my job. They say he got a link, he got a Ling Ling syndrome. Like yeah. He like um, um Oriet kiss it Oriental. Sorry. Asian. Asian. But he um. Um, he had he had one Asian girl come in the back or whatever, and then he had like three white girls come. Like they wasn't even baddies. Like they was just basic Beckas that you could go find at Kings Plaza Mall. He, li- he likes those. He likes those. Um, um came. I, I don't want to use the word exotic, but that's what he liked. Like that. Kinda. White girls is not exotic. He liked them. What you call it? All American and, and basic and plastic filled. Yeah, but we're going to move on for that. We're going to get into our more our show segments right now. And our first segment we have for you of the day is Love is in the Air. And this is when we talk about relationships or lack thereof and a lot of stuff that's going on. So we're going to start off first with Ari and G Herbo. Ari's, Ari's baby mama. Ari G Herbo's baby mama. <laughs> and Moneybag Yo made things official when they um she posted his album. She went to his show. She made a video. And, like, they really made their relationship public through, like, Instagram. And he said, he made a statement about Ari saying he would never leave his dom for a penny. Which is a lyric that somebody else had on his album. Then he said... um, I thought he was referring to Meg for that, though. No, he was talking about Ari. I know, the dime is Ari, but I was like, who's the penny? Mm. Meg? Because that's who he was running with for a little bit. No, I don't think... I think he probably talking about, like, his baby mama is the penny. Because, you know, he's still, like... Him and his yeah. baby mama live together. Yeah, which so, is weird. So, are we here for this? Like, are we here for this, or are we not here for this? Uh, yes and no. I'm, I'm, I'm here, cause I'm here for Look a bitch. You always being nice, go ahead. No, but I'm here for a bitch to move on, cause G Herbo out here straight embarrassing her with five, five. Um, no, G Herbo is living his life and he is in love. That nigga, he's built like a swisher. He's in love though. You see, he been, he went to his girl and he ain't go. Ari is like. She trying to find her way. No. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Say how you feel, because I'm saying how I feel. And she ain't popping pussy for free. So she she ain't fucking with no bozo. She upgraded from him, because when the last time you heard a G Herbo song on the radio? All right, but G Herbo don't need to make music. He messing with Fab's daughter. I guess. That ain't even his real daughter. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not here for this. I just feel like they're both, like, the scum of, like, the hip-hop <laughs> game. Like, she is just, like, scum. yeah, scum. Like, she's giving me, like, whole vibes, like... Ain't no worse than Drea. She done went from G Herbo to Javante to Moneybag Yo. And then she was cool with Megan. So you look crazy. And then I feel like he is just like doing too much because he's still messing with his baby mama. He still live with his baby mama. Like they share the house that he live in. And I'm just not here for that. I feel like it's tired and it's corny. Like I feel like they just both are seeking like attention and we giving it to them. But it's just whack. I mean, I mind giving attention where it's due. It's no. juicy. I'm there. <laughs> No, I'm I'm like Safari when he's eating the salad. <laughs> I'm dead, but I'm not here for this relationship at all. So we're going to move on to our next re- relationship. This one is not so happy. It's more of a split. So allegedly, April and Little Fizz has split up. So basically, she was spotted in L.A. in a club with another man. And then they both deleted some pictures of each other on their Instagram, which is, you know, it's always a sign of mm-hmm. that they're breaking up. Then they unfollowed each other, you know. The blogs be quick to see who's following who. Of course. Then April went on Claudia Jordan's show on Fox Soul and spoke about how she's grateful for um the relationship that she had with Fizz. She said that she didn't care about the judgment that she took for being with Fizz because he was always there for her. 
and she kind of co- sort of confirmed the actual breakup. Yeah, so. when she made the statement that she's just focusing on her and her, her mental health and, and her, her kids, kids, I was like, mm. but didn't you just say that this is the reason why your mental health is so on point and you're so at peace and you found all this serenity in life and you are stable and he saved you. Now you're focusing on it solo dolo. Let's just say that the grass wasn't greener on the other side and you couldn't take the pressure and Monice was right and you had to... Monique always be right in hindsight, but I feel like um, I feel like that relationship was just for like a storyline because he ain't have no well he had money at the time, but she ain't really have no money, and they know that they people say that love and hip hop check is really good. It's a good one. Why and you think Eric and Justin coming back, especially the, when you in high demand too? The check, they they check said the cut. check is popping. I believe there was a fake relationship, and I believe if it wasn't a fake relationship, I feel like she really used um him to get back at Omarion, but it really backfired when Omarion took them off that tour. Because I just ordered the the Omarion shirt, the one that says da 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 Omarion. Yeah, so it's I like because that's a, that's. A model that's a mantra to follow so it's like basically like she she lost in the end she thought she was gonna win and she really lost you really lost you didn't hurt nobody but yourself yeah so i just felt like out here patting your thoughts out on, on, on live yeah it was just a sad case but uh i feel like it's better that they split up she could really find herself as an individual you never really find yourself when you move on to something too quick you need to just be alone you could date like, it's, people don't know how to date now. Yeah, but I mean, it don't have to be commitments. Like, hey, you stay over and you leave by 6 in the morning. We dip it into it. We eat dinner. We take cute pictures. But you're not my, you're not my man. No, no, no. I feel like I feel like that's still too much because they don't get I said take pictures. Don't post them. No, I don't no want face, no, no case. No pictures, no none of that. They have, like, five little thing things, and y'all just date. Be rotation. Yeah, I feel like that's what she needs to do. Swipe right. And then we're going to move on to our next relationship, which is Future and Lori Harvey make their relationship public. This is messy. With a picture on Instagram. And basically, everybody knew about this relationship. They just now finally making it public and putting it out there to the people. And I feel like this is messy because his ba- he still got um, paternity tests to take out here. Yeah, but it's not even about that. It's like people have been like, TMZ have been following them. People have been like, they've been taking pictures and people have been seeing like Compared the chairs and like yeah. the same places. People been new. So TMZ had caught up with her father, her stepfather, who was really, she took his last name, Steve Harvey. And basically she was, they was basically asking him like, how do you feel about Lori and Future being together? And basically um, Steve Harvey was like, um, I don't know about this. I don't want to talk about this. Like, they keep asking this man about this. Because and he's not here with, for it. Because this, this is a man who has multiple baby mothers who has literally disrespected all of them in public. Because remember, Steve Harvey and Sierra are close. She's been on her show multiple times. And Russell Wilson. He has high, he has a lot of respect for them. And his daughter's also fading the face and hits her hit and run charge, which she got indicted for today. I know, because she tried to run away in the cops' like, quarter. This is too much. You worry about being with Future, the, the dirt, literally the dirtiest man in the industry. Yeah. You, you, you should have stayed with Trey Songz for that. No, but I feel Trey like... Trey Songz is a better look to me. I feel like she she should have stayed with Trey Songz, but I feel like she's bugging. Like, once he um did that, like... He still was messing with other girls in the beginning when he started messing with Lori. And then I feel like I'm not going to date anybody who has... That many Six kids. kids, seven kids, eight kids. I don't care. And once it's over, mamas. once it's over two, really, once it's over one, I don't think you for me. And then it's just so many baby mamas. He still be disres- dipping and dabbing with and them. And then you're disrespectful. You don't have respect for him as a mother of your children. You constantly, constantly are on social media in songs, dogging their names. Like what think? What makes you think he gonna have respect for you? And then I feel like he just like um. The dick must be eight. 
one. I, it must be because these hoes is going crazy. I just feel like she needs to get it together. And I feel like um, I'm not here for this relationship at all. No. I'm on Team Steve Harvey. And I really... No, he said, like, I ain't got no time for no slugs. No, I don't I'm up on her thumb and her butt. Future like, is a loser. Like, Future look like he got the dirty. Future is a loser. And he. I'm just over Future. I'm over all of them with all of them kids. Like, Fetty too. Future and Fetty, I'm over yeah, them. Yeah, them too. They twins. Yeah, they the, the dummy twins. The child support twins. The shoot the club up twins. Pew, pew, pew. Dumb and dumber. Dreadlock edition. I'm really ah. sick of them. I'm really sick of both of them. But we're going to move on from that segment, <laughs> and we're going to move on to our next segment, Reality Bites, which is where we break down and we talk about, like, different reality shows and stuff like that. So we're going to get started talking about Love & Hip Hop Miami. So basically, the first episode came on last week. You know we film on Monday, so we couldn't yeah. talk about it on that day, but we're going to talk about it today. So Love & Hip Hop Miami came back. Some of the people are back, like Amara La Negra, Trick Daddy, Bobby Lights, Shay Bucky from Flavor of Love, Trina, Joy... Um, chaotic with new additions like Suki Hana and Jocelyn Hernandez and, and Prima Donna. And Tommy T- um, Miami Tip is back too. And chaotic. Once she did that to Santana, I hated her. Yeah. But they brought Prima Donna back from Atlanta. Yeah. Miami. But she's from Miami, like Jocelyn. That's how, like Jocelyn, Prima Donna, and Jessica Dawn was in Miami originally. Yeah. And Love and Hip Hop Atlanta was the only one that was popping, so they brought them to Atlanta. Yeah. But Jocelyn has officially made her grand return to reality TV. She wasn't on the first episode, but she'll be on tonight's episode. Yeah. And she's not on not one. She's not on only one, but she's on two reality shows. She has Love and Hip Hop Miami, and she has Jocelyn Cabaret on Zeus. So, are and we they, here? And they said she's gonna be back popping up on Atlanta too. Are we here for, um, Miss Jocelyn being on both of these shows? Are yes, we I'm here shows? for the Puerto Rican princess. She brings the mess, and, and you, I love the mess. You know why I'm here for this because um. On Love and Hip Miami, I don't feel like she's going to take over the show. I just feel like she's going to be a feature. And she's going to have, like, the green screen interviews and stuff like that. I feel like they just testing her out because they really want to bring her back to Atlanta to give them hell. I'm here for the Zeus show because she had the booties out. And she and had she's, the strippers more, uh, fighting. It's more unrated. Like, Zeus, they can say more stuff. Like Yeah, Zeus is more ghetto. It's for the ghetto people like in, the, in the back. And I'm here for Zeus. And I'm here for Jocelyn. And... I just feel like... And I'm here for her and Prima Donna's extended beef that's still going on. Because you catch... Did she you caught Prima Piggy. Did you catch... Um, when, when she said, Prima Piggy. She said, I gave her a cake and a piggy because she big. <laughs> she the, said, she wear it, wear it, bitch. You, she said, you she botch big. body, ho. You know, I let her do the Jocelyn. She be like, um... She be like, Stevie, I'm not going back to these chicklets, Stevie. She went Wendy, she wanted a surprise. She in my city, Wendy. Hey, May. Hey, May. I see you down your May. I feel like you always do. <laughs> Mimi was like, a T-shirt? I love Mimi. Mimi was so dumb. She was like, a T-shirt? I'm a May because I'm wearing a T-shirt? She be like, I don't know why Stevie didn't buy you a fur. Like, he bought me a fur. <laughs> Yo, I love Jocelyn. She's so dramatic. I'm so here for I'm here for the captions because I'm going to use them. I'm here for I'm here for I want what I want to see. We already see that her and um, Trina are going to interact. I want to see her and Amara interact. But her and Trina have been cool for years. Yeah, but I want to see her and Amara, and I want to see her and Shay interact. Um, I feel like Shay not going to play with Jocelyn. But... I feel like Shay gonna, I feel like Shay not going to try her, but she going to tip on. And Suki's going to give it up because Suki gives it up crazy. I like Suki. Suki Suki likes Jocelyn, but Suki don't like Shay. Yeah, Suki like, um, I'm, um, what's up, Shay? I'm, I'm five, five foot from my throat, six, six. Like a nigga, 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 eat the I like chicken nuggets. That's my shit. All right, so we're gonna um. So, do you feel like Jocelyn is the goat of reality TV? 
Like, cause I really of feel the like love she, and hip hop franchise. Yes. All right, I feel like she's the queen of like the love and hip hop franchise. But in reality TV in general, I feel like for me, her my, and Black China. Because oh, no. I love Black China. No, the goat of reality TV is New York Tiffany Pollard. Right, but I'm saying like for right now, like twenty, like 2018, 2020, like in this like. No, but goat means greatest of all time. I feel like Tiffany took it. I feel like it's New York Jocelyn. Tamar, mm-hmm. those are the three for me that really make me think of and reality Nini. TV. Nini and Nini, Nini, Nini has yes, to get it. Those four are like the queens of reality TV. Sky is like Sky is it's un- run up. She's on like the second tier, but those four are and like Cardi. the goats. And Cardi, with her one, one year on it, she was the people. Yeah, I feel like it. she's she's with Sky, mm-hmm. but those four, the first four I said, those are the queens of reality TV. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna move on from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta or Miami. We're gonna move on to um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Nene leaks. All right, so this is the big drama. So last episode, not tonight's, last, yesterday's episode, but last week, Cynthia wrote a letter. Um, um, Nene gave Cynthia an apology letter, so that they wasn't friends or whatever. And somehow the blogs got it. So on that episode, they talked about like who leaked it or whatever. And Nene was saying it was King of Moore, but King of Moore was saying it was Nene. So basically, Nene was like, "My name may be leaks, but I don't leak stuff to the blog." <laughs> and she was basically saying she wasn't doing it. She was talking like the blogs are beneath her. She says she's not friends with B. Scott. She don't talk to B. Scott, but Kenya pulled up receipts that Nene and B. Scott are friends. They're besties. So basically, B. Scott felt the way and mentioning um Nene mentioning him and lying on him. So he exposed her for lying, and he exposed that her team did send sent the letter verbatimly to him and it just caused like a big drama and like everything and then on tonight's episode yesterday night's episode the whole snake gate thing came ahead so basically nini and cynthia aren't friends and yavana recorded cynthia talking yes. about nini but nini dogged cynthia out so everything came to and a head called cynthia by marley yeah so marlo <laughs> everybody just in that room started arguing you had nini arguing Wait, first it started with um, Marlo and Cynthia arguing. Then it went from everybody coming at Yavana because Yavana started this rumor. Then it went from Yavana coming at Portia. Portia about to beat up Yavana. Then it went to Nini yelling at Cynthia. And then out of nowhere, the heavyweight match came. It was Kenya versus Nini. And yesterday was just a big conflama. You know what I thought? Watching it, I said, oh, shit. I felt like I had deja vu. I thought this was going to be a Kimbella and Chrissy situation all over again. I was waiting for Kenya to come and just punch Nene like how Kim- But she needed Nene needed her But that's what I thought because so like, didn't that scenario look so similar how they was all in the hotel room talking chit chat trying to figure shit out yeah. and then somebody just got punched I said like, they gonna pull the love and hip hop on Real Housewives I'm done I'm done No but I don't think they're gonna get that that grimy and gritty because the Housewives is ghetto but it's still classy it's still a, like a classy Bougetto really Bougetto Bougie and ghetto Alright so we're gonna move on from Housewives and all that conflama to this thing that I watched yesterday Um, it was a series a docu-series called Hopelessly in Love and this episode that I watched focused on Biggie and Faith Evans' relationship in the 90s The mess So let me break it down to you Taylor about everything that happened that in, in this thing cause I watched this thing last night and I couldn't believe it so Faith Evans she not really messing with this documentary she says she don't like the angle it took and stuff yeah, like that yeah cause they promised her one thing and they did another but I feel like what they promised her is what they showed they promised her it was gonna show her background and it was gonna talk about the relationship from her perspective I don't think she was gonna think, I don't think she thought they was gonna tell her how she beat up little Kim in the bed uh, <laughs> let me tell you so basically it started off with 
um how like she grew up and how she fell in love with music her mother was a musician they talked about how she and biggie connected because they both didn't know their dads mm. so they talked about faith being raised by a single mom and then becoming a single mom and biggie he had a child as well so then they talked about how they fell in love then it went into like the whole little kim and how she was around before faith and that she was actually Biggie's girlfriend or whatever, but Faith never knew that, and Biggie never told her that. I don't know which how is, she was... <laughs> Which is, to me, like, how you don't know. But Faith said everybody else knew, but they kind of kept them two separate from each other. Yeah. Then um, it talked about um, basically how toxic the relationship was. That's the whole goal of the series or whatever, to show how love can be toxic. Then it talked about how Faith was fighting side chicks popping up at hotels. But we saw that in Notorious. Yeah. Room service. That's what I thought about when I um seen the actual like fight thing. Then it talked about Biggie and Tupac's relationship, how Biggie um and the Pac beef started because um Pac said he fucked Faith. Yeah, but before that, Pac had got shot in New York. And Biggie didn't have nothing to do with it, but Pac really believed that Biggie mm-hmm. had something to do with it. It talked about how um the East Coast, West Coast beef started because Suge Knight went on stage and he dissed P. Diddy. Then they talked about um how Biggie and um Faith had broke up because of all the infidelity, but they had to keep up the image of them being the hip hop marriage and like how the imagery took over like their real life and stuff. Like they wasn't really actually together but for years. Think about it. She's still she married to Stevie J now. She's been married what two times since Biggie passed and she still got that Faith loves big on tat on her city. No, but I'm saying like even when they was married, they wasn't actually together. Then they talked about um how she separated herself from Bad Boy because Biggie was like cheating with um Charlie Baltimore and Little Kim. How Tupac tried to play Faith and make it look like they had sex with each other when they didn't. And then um it ended with um basically the show ended with her finding new love and her relationship with Stevie J. And I like basically how they always loved each other and like they was always good friends before they was in a relationship. Then it was just so much going on, like the, How do you feel about that, her and Stevie? It's it's complicated. But I feel like it's nasty. I like her with Stevie, actually. I mean, I like it, but like the way it came up, I was like, it's like, yo, I used to work with Biggie your... been going for so long. Like, people got to let that go. Mm-mm. That's still, it's still like... And then Biggie really did Faith dirty, no lie. They loved each other, but the Hit em Up video was about Faith. They had Fuck Charlie Baltimore bitch. playing Faith. <laughs> Fuck your bitch and the click you claim. And like. then they had, um... They had um, the Get Money video was about Faith. Charlie Baltimore was playing Faith and Get Money video. Then you had Kim in the video. Like, it was just so much. And I feel like she genuinely loved Biggie because Faith kept trying to make it work. But I'm here for her and Stevie J. And I actually like the documentary. I feel like Faith is overreacting. It's not like they had people who wasn't around talking. They had your friends. They had Little C's. They had Junior Mafia people. Little C's a cross-eyed. That nigga is C. Do you see when he's talking? He, them eyes was just dripping. No, I was just getting all the tea. I was like, oh my God, they were so grimy in the 90s. I was like, why Lil C's look like that? Because he was his wingman. So he probably like, yeah, my homeboy would talk to you. And he cross-eyed ass Then let C's. me tell you how grimy the 90s was. I found an interview with Little Kim. She was doing an interview while people in the background was having sex. I could believe it. Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. I was in shock. I'm like, girl, you just sitting here talking to this man while somebody getting a knob slob right behind you. Shit, Uncle Luke and all them shit. Come on. Then, um, in another Hopelessly in Love, this is like a little short little, like, powwow. Basically, they had an episode of Lisa Left Eye Lopez and Andre, and it was just so much drama in that one, too. Like, her sister was, like, saying that Lisa was crazy, that, um, Lisa had did voodoo on her brother. Then it was, like, um, Lisa had a relationship with Tupac as well. Yeah. And she said Tupac was her soulmate, how Andre cheated, and then basically it got to the big part of, like, boom, 
Lisa burning down, down his, the house. That was gangster shit. She was my idol for that though. No, and the family, the his family just wasn't here for Lisa. Left our little pet. I don't give a fuck. You fuck up. Coming here buying thirty eight pairs of shoes, and I ain't see no size six for me after you done black my aunt. I'm burning the bitch down too. Mind you, um, his new wife name is Lisa Left Eye. I mean, name is Lisa Lopez. His new wife. You try to forget me, but you can't. Everywhere you be, I'm at. That's. Yo, that's some Bruja Diaz shit for real, for real. You thought you was going to forget me, but I'm back, bitch, in somebody else's body. <laughs> I do feel like it's kind of some voodoo going on there, but... Hey, do what you got to do, sis. Make him suffer, even in the afterlife. No, ain't no after... I don't like that wickedness. <laughs> <laughs> but we going on to my segment, the things that I like to watch. I like it white and trashy, trashy and ratchet. Um, It's a show called Life After Lockup. Basically, it's a show... Stemming off a of love after lockup, which is they find people from all across the country who find love with inmates, vice versa. It mm-hmm. gets nasty and it gets juicy. So life after lockup is literally after the love after lockup series. Um, it just started. Um, so we have these couples that are here. First couple I'm gonna talk about is Andrea and Lamar. So Lamar was doing an 18 year sentence in Chicago, in California for attempted murder. Now Andrea is a black Mormon lady from Utah with three kids mm. and they met online on a prison chat so in this episode Andrea is back in Utah with her friends and family because Lamar was not with the shits he said he was staying in um, Compton where he from he been here been in jail for, uh, for 18 years he wanted to see his family she didn't like LA life so they separated but they're still married and in this sit down she's in a scene where she's in a sit down in a powwow with her friends having a sip and see because one of her Mormon friends just had a baby where she confesses to her friends that her daughter is, in fact, Lamar's daughter as well, and she is a closet baby. Mm-hmm. Which means they were not married when he was in prison. They got married after he got out. So she was trying to connect the, t- connect the timeline with her friends, but not connect it indirectly. Got you. Saying, like, hey, Pris- her daughter's name is Priscilla. She's like, Priscilla's five, and me and Lamar been together six years. And they're like, mm-hmm. what that mean? She goes, Priscilla's five. And me and Lamar are like 60 years. So how did you? Well, how did this happen? So is Priscilla Lamar? She goes, yeah. She's like, but how did that get happen? Because you and Lamar only been married for two years. She goes, we paid for closet time. That's crazy. So she paid the correction officer to look the other way, basically, and had sex in the closet with her man before marriage. So she swore that she wasn't doing yeah. and, and conceived her child. Then moving on to Angela and Tony. Angela. I call her chain smoker because she sounds like this. Because every right. scene you see says she got a cigarette hand. And she call her man. Her name, her man name is Tony. She goes, Tony. And she sounds like, you know the commercial? You won't sing what the heck with a big hole in your neck. I that's, hate those commercials. That's what she sounds like. When you watch it, that's what she sounds like. Well, in this scene, Tony has gotten out of prison after he catfished her three times in Life and Love After Lockup. They've been a, a, they've been a cast members that have been on and off because... When they first came on the scene, he was supposed to get out. She was there waiting for him, and he was getting out. And they told him, uh-uh, you ain't getting out today. You still got two more years to serve. Mm-hmm. While she was outside, balloons, clothes, everything set up for him, and he didn't come home. That's and he crazy. didn't call and tell her. So now he's out, and, you know, you have to get a job. So he works in a motel. She goes through his phone and finds out that he's, in fact, sleeping with prostitutes in exchange for letting them use the motel rooms to run their business outside of there. So we open up the scene. Sis is burning all of his shit. The minimal shit that he got in the front of their trailer. Call him, Tony, you better come get your stuff because I'm sick of it. 
he comes home like, babe, what's the matter? And she goes, so you're sleeping with prostitutes. You're out there with whores and you're coming home with me. And he's flipping. So she put his shit in plastic bags and told him he better get his shit by nightfall because it's going to be in the fire. Well, no, this is and just, then called the bit, called the prostitute, so he coming home to you because he can't stay here. This is just trailer park ghetto, and it's so juicy. I love this shit because it ain't black people. And then we have Lacey and Shane. Lacey's a cam girl, and she met. She was in a relationship already with her fiance, whose name was John. John was in prison and got on a prison website as well, and met a guy named Shane. Mm-hmm. So she was playing odds against the middle. When they came out, she ended up breaking it off with John and got with Shane and married him. So now when we open up in this new season, Shane and her are in a fertility doctor trying to untie Lacey's tubes because he wants to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Lacey is 28. Sean, I mean, Shane is 22 years old. Mind you, Lacey's a cam girl. How she going to have a baby? That's what she do for a living. She's a cam girl. Yeah. So the doctor asks them what they do for a living. He goes, my job is in the bed with her. So insinuating they have sex on camera to make money. Yeah, basically a porn star. Basically, but the, a cheap one because they do their own productions. Um, so we just kind of figuring how that ha- heads out. Then we have another throuple. I call them the hot mess ghetto throuple, which is Sarah, Megan, and Michael. Michael was doing jail for um was in jail for um robbery and Grand Theft Auto. He did three years. He was already married to this white girl from upstate New York named Sarah and had a baby. While mm-hmm. he was in there, his man's put him on to his cousin as a pen pal, and her name is Megan. This black girl from Houston, and he was hooking up with her. Long story short, in life and love after lockup, he comes out. He's playing family with his wife, Sarah, and leaves her. He will start arguments with her and break up with her, kind of, and take her car and go to make, and fly Megan out and took Megan's virginity in a hotel up by Niagara Falls. And then dumbass got caught because he missed his parole by 10 minutes and got locked up. So you know when you get locked up, they tell your wife who you're yeah. supposed to be with, where you at, and found out he's with the next bitch. With and, Megan this time. Yeah. With Megan. And Sarah was six months pregnant, so he was doing both of them at the same time. That's crazy. Then the final couple we got is Marcelino and Brittany. They are having a surprise baby after Brittany's 10-year IUD failed. That got me scared because a bitch like me got one too, and I do not need it to fail on me. Um, we also find out that Brittany has three other kids before the one she has with Marcelino, and they were caught in the foster care system, so she's going on a search, it seems like, in the following episodes to look yeah. for her kids that she lost. Um, we have other couples coming up. It's about three more couples coming up in the next episodes. They are breaking them up little by little, so I'll fill you on those as they come in. But if you're not into it, get into it because it's a great, great, great I think show. I might have to get into it. It's messy. It's, it seems ghetto. It's ghetto, and I love it. Mm. It's the best. Um, then we're going to transition to 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance is a show where people fall in love from abroad. Um, if you're from New York, you know this is regular, regular shit for us. People always get paid all the time to marry people. Um, 90 Day Fiance is kind of slow right now. Um, it's not as juicy as last season. I feel like they're falling off. Yeah. Because these people are in love. I need the drama. Like last year, one of the guys was secretly gay. Last season, um, this lady moved to India and he was already married and the wife family pulled up on her ass and knocked on her doors like well what you gonna do cause this is his wife and he not leaving her and if he do leave her we gonna kill him this is ghetto this is ghetto and ghetto just... get into it it's on TLC and WeTV get into it those are drama filled things and that's the end of my reality bites alright so we're gonna move on to our next segment which is called You Won't Believe This which is just rapid fire news about things going on in pop culture so we're gonna start off with fitness trainer Julian Michaels shading Lizzo by saying, "Why are we celebrating her body and not her music? Why does it matter? It it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes." So the public felt like she body shamed Lizzo and has a problem with fat people. And 
in my opinion, I don't feel like she body shamed Liz. Well, I don't feel like she body shamed Lizzo. I just feel like her her comment. I agree with her in a way, but then I don't. I feel like you just saying diabetes. It's skinny people out there with diabetes. Like Nick Jonas had diabetes and he was never like big. Then um, I do feel like we shouldn't be celebrating her body because I do feel like Lizzo does look for attention with her body and like stuff that she does. I feel like she be dragging it sometimes. Like the first new picture, I was here for it. I was like, okay, big girl, like go off. Then it was like every week, every day after that, it was like a naked picture, naked picture, naked picture. Like Lizzo girl, you're dragging it. Like I do feel like your music is good enough to where you don't have to do this. But now that like you are doing this, I feel like you want people to say stuff about your body. You like the positive and you like the negative because I feel like you just want people to be talking about you. Um, I feel like the the public reacted way to Julia Michaels like that because she already has a reputation from the biggest loser. That's why she's not back on it. Mm. Because they know she's she is um especially in that era, she was pro binging. So she would literally tell the contestants to throw up and stuff. Um, like you said, her comment was unnecessary. It was not required or desired. You could have said she's a beautiful girl, but I think she needs to get healthy and kept it cute like that. Keep it cute or keep it on mute. And Julia Michaels, you played yourself because um, your black adopted baby ain't that skinny either. I feel like... Okay. I feel like... I don't I don't really see nothing wrong with nothing Julia Michaels said except for the diabetes thing. Other than that, I do feel like I'm sick of seeing Lizzo body. In my opinion, but, I'm tired of seeing Lizzo fat ass. I don't care what nobody got to say. <laughs> I personally... But Lizzo's body is like, we, how many people we know? We all got an auntie that look like Lizzo. But I don't want to see my fucking auntie busting it open wide with Skittles in her tub. That's how she made your cousins. No, I'm sick of Lizzo. She's dragging it. I love she's you, annoying. And I hate you, fat Lizzo. I love you, fat No, it's, she's annoying. She's dragging it. That's like, um, I just don't want to... Like, it's like with anybody, like... um. Even when, like, I don't know who I could use, for example. That's like, um... Who, Kelly Price? Because no. she was big, and they were celebrating her big-ass body. No, but Kelly Price wasn't out here no thong. She should have been. Maybe no. she would have been a little further. Kelly Price wasn't out here no thong looking dumb. I just don't feel like people don't have to throw their gimmick in our face every two seconds. It's We're not saying about Monique nothing. I'm here shaking her arms and shit, too. Monique, all right, Monique was not doing this. Like, Monique was being extra, but then I felt, I felt like Monique wasn't being extra her whole career. And then she would have little moments like when she do the BT and she was like, Beyonce, I could be like, I could do uh-oh too. But Lizzo is dragging it, for real. And people, I feel like y'all enabling her. Y'all want her to keep doing this and keep being out here in the she gym. She sound like Lizzo on crack every time out again. <laughs> but we're going to move on to our next topic, which is Lonnie Love saying that black men do not know how to have a faithful relationship. Tell Lonnie Love good, man. And so. I feel like, I'm sick of Lonnie. I, I disagree with her on this because I feel like she's putting her hate for black men onto other people and her opinion onto other people. Just because you like to date white men don't mean that everybody else wants huh? to date white men. And I feel like for her to say that all black men don't know how to be faithful is an ignorant thing. Because me, when I'm in a relationship, I'm really faithful. And like, if I'm with you, I'm with you. And I feel like I have uncles that have been... Like, I have an uncle. My uncle's name is Uncle Eric or whatever. He's been with my Aunt Sherelle for years. And he has been faithful. Like, they have kids. They have a daughter that's like 26. And they've been together for years on years on years. I feel like it is your choice whether... A uh, choice. It's not just because you're black, you can't be faithful. I feel like it's a personal choice whether you want to be faithful or not. It depends on how a person is raised as well as to why they are faithful or not. I know Spanish men that cheat. I know white men that cheat. Mm -hmm. I just feel like you cannot put your whole hate 
or your experience of with a race on everybody else, yeah. and you have a national syndicated show, you have to be more responsible on things that you say. And you don't even have a man to even comment on. So what are you talking about? Yeah, because the white man left us. So what did he do? Did he cheat? Come on, sis. He couldn't pick your fat ass up. Let's talk about. Come on. No. Oh, so now Lonnie's a fat ass, but you you don't think Lizzo's Lizzo a fat ass? Here, Lizzo ain't out here talking foolishness. She just got her butt cheeks up. What's the? Come on, girl. You better get it together. Lonnie is a. You're Lonnie, you're loser. L for Lonnie, loser Lonnie. All right, so we're gonna. So basically, um, now that you know that Amanda Seals is on the show, and word on the street is that Amanda Seals is on the show to replace Lonnie Love, and I'm here for it. Me too. I love Amanda Seals. I love her, and I feel like Lonnie's just been real problematic over the um past few like couple of months. months. Yeah. And I feel like um. Amanda Seals is better for the show anyway. I feel like they brought Amanda Seals on the show because they want to talk about politics. And Amanda Seals keep her foot on white people's necks all the time. And I feel like they want to talk about politics. Like, they want to compete with The View and um, The Talk, which is they talk a lot about politics. The Real don't really talk a lot about politics. They talk more about pop culture and, like, girl stuff. But I feel like now that this is better, I feel like they're going to get more into, like, serious topics. They're going to balance the show out for, like people who don't usually watch the show. And I guess it's also um, good for somebody who is in the industry more actively than all three of them. If you really to be honest, like, yeah. Adrian don't sing no more. Tamara don't really do shit, but we will have Trump supporter as husband. Mm-hmm. Jeannie living her best life with young Jeezy. And Lonnie's just being fucking a loser, so. Yeah, but we're gonna move on. Next up, we have Rob Kardashian. I'm t- here for it. Taking full custody, trying your- to take full custody of their daughter Dream, saying that random people are around um dream. China is always drunk. China is addicted to coke, which is will be called the booger sugar. He believes that she is over sexualizing a child. He has uh, he has um that he says that China has his three year old daughter twerking and that Chloe has even backed up these claims saying that Dream is twerking. She's crying when she has to leave Rob because she doesn't want to go back. So do you feel like is like, do you think that this is okay and that he should have full custody of Dream? I'm here for it, Rob. Rob, get your kid, Rob. If you feel like your baby is not okay, get your kid. Don't be like these other fathers out here. They'll be like, oh, I ain't dealing with it. Get your kid, Rob. And we know this is like China's sister because Tiger kind of said the same thing at one point in time yeah. about his son. So two baby fathers can't be that mad, China. I feel like um it's okay because I feel like if you know your child is in danger, take your child. I don't feel like you, if you're a mother, you shouldn't be doing like drinking every day. And he says she drinks every day. First I of feel all, like you're you gonna do it. Don't be out here that somebody his sister can back it up. No, what you doing? I feel like even if nobody's doing, you shouldn't be drinking every day. You shouldn't be smoking coke, putting your baby in danger, having random people around your having baby. Having your baby choking. Do you know people out here like Art Kelly looking at your kid? Come on. I feel like she should um. He should definitely get um custody of his child so that he can um monitor have his child. He don't really do anything. He's set for life. Why not give her the better life and let your child go with their father? Let her be with Auntie Kim and doing and be at a Sunday service and eating organic. Because even if you look at Tokyo Tony, you are you are your parents, and I feel like Tokyo Tony is not a good role model. I feel like China has took all those bad qualities, and she is not a good mother. And I feel like Robert should take Rob Kardashian should take the kid, and yeah. yeah. Embezzled, 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 embezzled. <laughs> yes, like you already, you out here embezzling money. You just doing crimes. You snorting coke. You just embezzling. Like, come on. Built like a damn power cord. Like, come on. I'm sis. sick of her. We're gonna move on to our. Well, we're gonna add something on another topic that I want to talk about. So, if you don't know that, um, the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry they're leaving the royal family, and people are saying it's reported that Meghan Markle pushed his royal exit and they're saying that Prince Harry is heartbroken about leaving the royal family but other sources are saying that he's happy 
So according to um page six, sources had told the um the London Times that Meghan had pushed her um husband to leave the um royal family and stuff like that, saying that Prince Harry is really torn and he doesn't want to go and that he loves his family. But my thing is that since they've been in the royal family, everything that Meghan has done has been scrutinized. They have been bullying this woman. And she even left. She went to Africa to get her mind right together. Then they're saying, like, um, the queen has been being rude to her. And then it's video clips of Kate, which is the um, duchess. She was being rude to Meghan Markle as well. I feel like Kate is mad because she's not getting the same support that Meghan is getting. Because, you know, Meghan was... Um, a, it's the I'm a, black she's queen. She's black, half black. But it's not only that. It's because she was an actor on Suits. A lot of people watch Suits. A lot of people in Hollywood know her. Because she wasn't like an A-list celebrity, but she she was a celebrity that could get into those rooms. Yeah. Then I feel like um. Also, I feel like uh, it was competition for for Kate in Kate that scenario. It was competition for Kate because Kate was regular, regular schmegle too. She was like a model, so it's like oh, you two, you are the two regular wives of these princes. Like, and to be honest, Megan got the better looking brother, and that's no tea, no shade. She got the better looking brother. I just feel like they're trying to blame everything on Megan. I don't feel like of she's course. the one saying, "Oh, you and need to leave." Drama. I feel like he wants to leave the um he wants to leave. At the end of the day, he's not going to be king because it's seven people ahead of him. Then his older brother keep having children. The children are now ahead of him as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's never going to be a king anyway. So why not just leave like Yeah. But he said he wasn't going to put his wife he, he they made um it was a statement that they said they I guess they took it out of context, but it made sense because for him to come up, for him to say that, and it stemmed from somewhere. He said he's not gonna put his wife through the things they put his mother through. Yeah, I just feel like it's just corny, and I just feel like they need to get it together and let, let them people live. Let her be with her. Let little Archie, Megan, and Harry just be real cute in Canada, living their best biracial lives. Like sis, don't want no smoke. Like she literally doesn't even want the financial dependency. She doesn't want smoke with y'all. Just let her live. Um. She's the only one that's biracial. I feel like once a biracial person have a kid with a white person, Mm-mm. no, once you are you no longer dro- biracial. Mm-mm. Once you got a drop of chocolate in your milk, you are black. No, you put no. a little, you put a teaspoon on you who in your milk. No. What is the term? Brown. No, I no. That is the furthest thing. If you are, if you, she don't even look half black. She look like she probably like. 40% black. Well, her mother's a dready. Her mother is black. I've seen her mother. But if you have, a, if you are already a biracial person and you have a child with a 100% white person, your child is no longer black to me. I'm sorry. That's it. That's all. <sighs> you are no longer biracial. You are biracial. Your child is not biracial. Yep. And I said it. Then I feel like in other news, we have um, Twitter is upset because J-Lo was snubbed from the Oscars for her role as Ramona from um, Hustlers. And... All the people, all the Puerto Ricans, everybody, all the Dominicans, all the Spanish people, they is mad. All the people, all the strippers they, is mad. I think they mad, period, because it's, it's like another year again that the Oscars is all white. Because they did not only snubbed her, they snubbed Lupita, they snubbed Beyonce, they snubbed almost every... If you are a person of color, you're snubbed. And that's why a lot of people are not going to the Oscars anymore, because it's not for it's not made for us. But in J-Lo news, I did like... I, I seen Hustler. I watched Hustler. She fucking I good. do not think it was Oscar-worthy. I do not. I feel like it was, like, a good J-Lo movie because she, she hasn't had, like, a good movie in years. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's been in, like, these corny rom-coms. But I don't feel like Enough Hustler... Was her last good one. I don't feel like H- Hustlers was, like, Oscar-worthy. That pole scene was Oscar-worthy. Shit, no. it made me want to get on the pole. Then that means Cardi B should have, like, 17 Oscars. Like... <laughs> I don't feel like I don't feel like it was Oscar worthy. But if you let Twitter tell it, she deserved four Oscars. She was the best actress in the world. Like, 
I don't feel like it was all that of a good performance. I think it's just based off because it's Oscars are not made for black people. I feel like it was a, a cute movie. It was not Oscar worthy now. <laughs> I've seen better movies this year, child. Yeah. But we're going to move on to our last topic of the day, which is R. Kelly's remaining two dummies, Asriel <laughs> and Joyce Lynn, got into a physical altercation at the Trump Hotel. Asriel has finally left, and she said that she... Um, what made her leave was her watching the documentary and seeing how similar the other girl's stories were to her because she thought she was the only one. And basically, Joyce Lynn was pissed and they got into an arc. Wait, basically, Asriel and her dad went over there to the Trump Tower to pack up the stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. take all of her stuff and leave. Because he and, can't pay for that, that condo up there anymore. And yeah. this, and this is in the, the Trump Tower is in Chicago. And Jocelyn got pissed and they got into an argument because R. Kelly didn't really allow other men or people into the and house. Joyce, yeah, and Azriel came came in there with her father, her brother, and I think another security guard. And in the com- and they both were on Instagram Live, so you really got both perspectives, which I thought was perfect. Jesus just knows how to work. And Jocelyn got mad because Azriel, like basically, Azriel came with her dad, so Jocelyn got mad, more mad when her wanted to get physical was when Azriel yelled, you slept with me as a minor. And then, uh, evil bitch. and when Jocelyn called her evil bitch. And then later on, Jocelyn was arrested that night. So basically, it was a lot of things going on with this story and like a lot of stuff happening. I just feel like, this shit was like bad girls, like watching it. And if you, even if you didn't know the backstory and watch the documentaries, watching them go through it, it was like bad girls club. Like when you know they they throw bitches um, mattresses in the pool. But I knew this was bound to happen though. I didn't think they were gonna get physically and throw blows. I think I thought mentally I thought they were gonna turn against each other, but I didn't think it was gonna get to that because when you saw it, like you saw the real rage, especially that that scream took me out. No, people were, like, listening to it, you would have thought Azriel was getting beat up. But when you see the actual physical Asriel fight, Azriel was beating Joyce Lennon. She was putting, putting that motherfucking work. She was, like, she was fighting for her life. Yeah, but I just feel like, um, I feel like they both just need to leave. Like, at the end of the day, all the accounts... Sweat. She was, like, taking sweats. There ain't nothing but sweats. You want this? You all want the this accounts stuff? are frozen at the end of the day. Neither of you have money. He already ruined Asriel's credit in her name because everything is in Asriel's name. The Trump Hotel was in Asriel's name. The cars are in Asriel's name. Like, basically, she was just a dummy, and she was just putting everything in her name because she was so drunk in love. And I feel like they both just need to get it together. Joyce is the only one still left. Super She's dummy. still in love with Robert, and he's not getting out. His court date is in April of 2020. And it doesn't look like it doesn't look like he's gonna get out. It's Even if he wins and get a minimum case, he's already fifty she, plus. 60, he's he's about to be sixty. And a minimum is fifteen years. He's not getting out. Robert is gonna spend the rest of his life in jail. And Joyce Lynn is the dummy for not turning on him. At least as we are smart, she's seeing her way out. She she's looking home. out for herself. Sis went home and woke the fuck up. She I don't feel like, like she woke up. I feel like she just, um, she seen that at the end of the day, it's, it's a lose-lose situation. Everything is in my name. This man is going to jail. I need to get out of this hotel. We need to end this. She seemed like she lost. She, but I feel, what makes me say that she woke up is that, like, she went home. She went home. She watched those docs. And she's, like, looking around. Like, you know, you got to do your, your pros and your cons list. And sis did her pros and her cons. She's like, I need to go home with my father. Because I feel like she, if she didn't really have a wake-up call when they were moving out, she wouldn't have had her dad there. What was, no. the, what was the purpose of having him there? I don't feel like she woke up. I feel like she's like, look, everything is going to shit right now. Is he like a single float? Yeah. And I felt like too. I don't. I felt like she's just looking out for her best interest. I don't really see Asriel as a victim or Joycelyn as a victim. Like I would see the girls from the documentary, like Faith Rogers, the one who he gave her to. Faith was gangster. I feel like Faith is a victim. She was young. He used her. He gave her the um illness or whatever. I feel like Asriel. 
Like, even when she yelled out to Joyce Lynn, you had sex with me as a minor, I feel like... So you still be telling your old boyfriend. What negated that case is at the end of the day, you stayed until you wasn't a minor. You still lived with this woman after this man was in jail. You had ways out like Dominique had ways out, and you still stayed. But I, like you said, like, like Dominique was saying in the documentary... As well as no victim. I, I'm not saying that. About I'm not going to say... Because you he sheltered it. Because remember in the second part, she's like, oh, we all got played. Because he had us, a girl, uh, me and Joyce and a girl came, as stupid as can be, saying stuff. That's why we weren't allowed to watch the documentary. Imagine how much stuff he sheltered them from that they couldn't see. So you believe what somebody going to tell you. Especially he, you getting digged down and everything spent on you. Like, come on. I don't feel like she's no victim. But that's it for... You wouldn't believe this, okay? Because I really couldn't believe half of them stories up there, okay? <laughs> so we're going to move on to our next segment, which is called Weirdo of the Week. And we have some nominees for Weirdo of the Week. We have Joycelyn Savage for dumb, still dumb. being the last dummy to stay at R. Kelly. She dumb, 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 We have Lonnie Love for actually, like, saying her ignorant comments about black men not being able to be faithful in rela- faithful relationships. We have Julian Michaels for speaking about saying Lizzo. It's not going to be funny when Lizzo gets diabetes. And we have NeNe Leakes for lying on um, B. Scott, saying she don't know B. Scott and that she didn't leak it when B. Scott put out the receipts that her team did leak it. So, although everybody is really deserving of Weirdo of the Week, I don't know if I want to give it to Lonnie Love or Joycelyn Savage, but I'm going to give it to... I feel like I gave it to Lonnie Love before. Yes. I'm going to give it to Joycelyn Savage this week because I why do. are you still there? Like, why are you not back with your parents? There's no money in this no more. This man is not Since getting you're out. you're locked up and you still didn't even call your mother and your father. Did you see the end of your TMZ caught up with them? And they said, like, have you spoke to her? Now that she's in prison, they said no. So we're going to give it to the R. Kelly victim who's not really a victim, Joycelyn Savage. She is the weirdo of the week for Weirdo, me. super loser, dum 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 stupid. Yeah, so we're going to move on to our next segment, which is what we do at every end of our show. We give somebody MVP of the week, somebody who we feel like is deserving and somebody who's doing their thing. Um, I really don't know. Like, I don't feel like anybody... Well, I'm going to give mine to... Um, my MVP of the week definitely goes to Rowdy Rich for not only having the number one album in the country with his debut album, The Box. is the f- number one album in the Billboard 200. But he has the number one single in the country. He beat Justin Bieber's Yummy. So I'm going to give my MVP of the week to Rowdy Rich. My MVP of the week is going to be to the princess, the black Nubian queen, Meghan Markle. You think so? I'm giving it to her because, bitch, you got you a prince. You got you a prince's baby. And you have your own. And you didn't let some old, bitter, unmoisturized queen break it. Because you skirt with your man and your kid. Yeah, I was kind of here for her, too. I kind of liked when she went to um Africa. I was living for that moment. She was basically like, look, I'm going to Africa. I'm going to one of these little continents. I mean, one of these little countries. I'm not about to play with you right now. I'm here for I'm here for that she, she don't break for them. Like, they tell her, oh, you can't wear this. You can't paint your nails. You can't. She was like, sorry, I'm black. Did you see when she had her hair wrapped up? When I'm the, dead. Like, sis, she's in, t- she's in touch with what she of who she is and they wanted to be something else she was at a um an event when she had her hair wrapped up and they told her it was not on princess like she said my hair can't get wet i stood i said i stand sister, sister can't get my hair wet yeah it's gonna get you see her mother hair that shit gonna shrink up real mm-hmm. 
you know when it gets shrink up and get on your neck on your you get a little fro a little tight fro a little buckshot a little um a little bush <laughs> but yes that's our show guys you can now listen to our show on spotify because we're on spotify we are on apple music podcast we are everywhere we are on soundcloud and we will be back next week we are coming to you live and raw every monday that was freaky live and raw okay. yeah we live and, and we raw. raw okay live and raw live, 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 live and raw live and raw live and raw every monday you already know we are in the building this is ZTV presents the ratchet hour it is your boy alizé rashamel you guys can follow me at on instagram at underscore rashamel that is underscore r-a-s-h-a-m-e-l and you can follow my girl taylor at underscore c-a-l-l-m-e-h-c-h-e-e-k-z call me cheeks yes y'all and we will be in the building next week with more topics and more fun to talk about but we do have something special coming for you guys on youtube guys we are going to get more into this whole r kelly situation we are going to talk about stuff that happened to us over the weekend and you guys should check us out on youtube there's a lot of stuff going on y'all but we are everywhere you could be found all right and we are out of here okay all right